TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. How sweet it is to be loved by you. How sweet it is to be loved by Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Calkins is columnist at the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here. 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on Twitter at Jeff underscore Calkins. Sounds like I'm going to surprise him with a little bit of news drop on James Harden. Jeff, what's happening? Well, it's one of these days I'm leaving tomorrow. Right. And so um, the day before you leave, at least it's my experience, it's often a scramble. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some interviews I had to do. I had a column I had to write. I had the radio show I had to do. I now have got to, I got to get the oil changed in the car, you get you know, like a million things. And so I was utterly unaware that James Harden is going to be dealt. So that part yes. I, I knew nothing and I knew nothing about. I still have not started actually packing. Of course, in Memphis, you don't pack the car up the night before anyway, because that would be crazy if you want to actually keep your belongings. So mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, today, today's the day to race around a little bit. Wait, do you have a garage by chance? You say nope. you can't pack the car? Oh, okay. So you, you carport? No, nope, Or do you no park garage. on the street? I have, a, I, I have a carport that's kind of under the car, under the house, but, uh, do okay. not have a garage. I'm not that's one of those pretty safe people. right there if you pack I'm up the car. I'm not a fancy person who has a garage. No, okay. no, I, I don't think my carport is safe. No, no, no. People, right. I mean, let's say I don't have a, 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 a camera. Like a lot of people do, but haven't you a million times seen you know people on your somewhere on some Facebook page? See, or no, or I have the Ring app. A photo or... of a ring saying, "Hey, did anyone see this guy? He walked up, we walked through my carport." Like you see that oh, all the time. I right? know, but I, here's the thing: it's like if you if you do that, I mean, you'll think you're in imminent danger at all times. I have the Ring app, and I always get those notifications. I I tend to try to ignore them as much as I can for peace of mind. But that's not. I mean, that's not as if you. Uh, first of all, tell me tell me about the Ring app. Um, the Ring app is I, I control. It's, it's a, one, it's a two, camera. It's two separate is- cameras I have at my house. They're motion detected, and they tell you, okay, someone's at the front door. There's someone in your carport. And by the way, speaking of which, I have a camera on my carport, so that's so that's is helpful. One on your back. Do you have a back door too? Do you have one? On uh, your back yeah. Door? It, no, leading up you to my carport. See, now, want, if people know where I live, I'm giving them information no, you, you right could, now, you Jeff. Could put up- <laughs> you could put up multiple cameras, though. Like yes, you could have yes. Eight ring, you could put up, and, and if each camera connected to your same app. Expense. Yep. But then, is there a subscription to Ring, or you just yes. buy once? There's a there is. there's a subscription. It's like five ninety nine a month, though. It's nothing. 
Insane. So it's not bad. Yes. And then what it does is, if someone like right now were to walk into your carport, what would happen? It would. Uh, it would show Alert me that somehow? it would. It would show me that someone is in the. Uh, at the front door or at the carport. You said the carport. Okay. It, would, it would alert me and say, there is motion detected at your carport. All right. Then what's the point of having ring if you don't look at it when it alerts you? If for peace of mind you no, don't No, no, look no. At I it, look at those. It, I look at the ones that are near and dear to my house. But house. there is the app itself puts out other people's issues. Really? Yes. So if someone had someone – if there was someone walking by – and they jiggled a car handle, right? And they tried to see if it was open. Someone would take their front the door. Out, they would. They're in your neighborhood. Or yes, if they're general? if they're within if they're within like ten miles of me, I believe. So it's it's a, it's a lot of different I, ones. So those you those avoid are the ones I I ignore those for peace of mind. I do not ignore if if there is motion at my front door, I will check the motion at my front door. Well, I will see because I'll be on the CIL you know Facebook group or something, and someone will put up from their ring, maybe it'll be a still picture from their ring, and they'll put up, hey, this guy walked through my carport, uh, be aware, or has anyone seen him, or whatever else. And uh, and so for that reason, I don't, although I've never seen anyone my, in my carport, and then I have dogs that will tear you limb from limb, yes. and really probably consume every bit of your flesh. Um, I don't consider my carport safe. Okay, understood. I think the next door app does the same thing as Ring, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I think uh, you got to you got to ignore some of those for peace of mind. Now, um, I go old fashioned moat crocodiles, uh, <laughs> machine gun turrets. You know, I I go old school here. <laughs> you have you have you have motion detected uh, machine gun turrets. Mo- yeah, machine gun yeah, turrets. Be careful. And and the crocodiles are. Do you have the beware of dog sign? That's the real question. I, people away. I, I do have a beware of dog sign, and um, and again, I have dogs that I really do believe. They'll rip you. I really do believe they'll scare the hell out of you. Like yes. I, I do believe that. Like if you are someone who does not like 120 pound dogs, my dogs will definitely scare you. There's no question about that. Yep. All right. Now on to James Harden. He, on to James he, Harden. He uh, opted into his 35.6 million dollar player option. With the 76ers, yep. but then has requested a trade, and both sides are going to look for a trade. Uh, I guess the options here uh, from what is sort of early conversations are Clippers and Knicks. I, I still can't get over, though, that big three for the Nets. Uh, Connor brought this up. Seven trade requests in the past two years between Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Wait, so in, in the past how many years? Two years. Seven trade so requests. So who, what was the, let's go through them. Who was the trade requests? When? What was the? So Kyrie, or so, so James Harden would have been first, right, to get to Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. Correct. That's, uh, then, yeah, we, uh-huh. then we had Kyrie with a trade request to get out of Brooklyn. KD uh-huh. had a trade request that he, remember he rescinded it, but he did rescinded. request a trade. Um, so then James Harden has this one now with the 76ers. Um and did, James Harden requested to get out of Brooklyn. So we're up to five. There's two more that we're missing. I find it delightful. <laughs> um, I, I find it delightful because um, I think one of, the, one of the really nice things in terms of the trends in the NBA of late has been small market teams, teams without 
you know, three stars. Um, teams that stay together and are cohesive and are homegrown seem to be having more and more success. And these teams built on the fly, uh, for one reason or another, collapsing. Clippers, one example of that, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, they've done nothing, uh, really, since they have Kawhi and Paul George. Um, Nets, obviously, another example of that. Done absolutely nothing. Um, we'll hope the Suns follow suit now. Yep. Um, you know, and it, and in the meantime, you got Milwaukee winning a title, and you got uh, Denver winning a title, and it's like for for a city like Memphis, this is all pretty promising um, in terms of of what works and the way to and the way to do things. Plus, let's be honest, those three individuals, Kyrie, James Harden, and KD. Each one unappealing in their own way, and uh, and I actually like each one. I actually like KD best of all. I was going to say rank them, rank them in order. I think I'd go KD, uh, KD, James, the and then and then Kyrie at the bottom. Probably a yeah, big space I mean, between James KD's Harden and problem Kyrie. Was, KD's problem was the abandoned Oklahoma City, and no one has ever quite forgotten and forgiven yep. him for that. And then he is, he's too sensitive, and he's got the burner account, like all that stuff. He's a little bit of a, you know, he's. But but I do actually relate to some extent. Not that I can relate to KD, but to human frailty and to wanting like I and 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 having a little bit of a insecurity and ego and whatever else. And I I think that's it's pretty human stuff that bothers KD. And he's a he's a transcendent. He is a transcendent basketball player who is, by the way, fun to watch. Yeah. Right. And I, it, I think. And you, so. Did you see his quote a couple of weeks ago though on on Twitter? Was. He, they asked him, why does he always respond to the hate? He said, the hate drives me. Love, too much love can get you killed. Is that relatable to you? It's too bad because, I mean, the hate drives, I think. I believe we all respond to hate yes. more quickly than we do love. It's just human nature to be. To, so that part I relate, relate to. The funny thing is, is that the idea that, the idea that KD, who was such an eminently likable guy, coming out of Texas and mm-hmm. at Oklahoma City and, um, you know, Sprite and everything else. The idea that he would become someone who you would say is driven by hate seems like he did it wrong. You know, he, like, like he, should be, he, he should be beloved. Uh, he should have been beloved. There's nothing about him that's hateable, right, really, particularly. So I just think he kind of mishandled his career in terms of that, and now he has to pretend he's driven well, by hate. I, anyway, he's the most likable. We do agree of the three, yes. the least dislikable, uh, uh, if you want to put it that way, or the most likable. Um, Can I, I be honest, I, too? I've always pushed back against him mishandling his career, leaving OKC to go to, to, go to the Warriors. Why? The only reason I say that is because ultimately you're, you're chasing championships. Yes, you probably, theoretically, people thought you could have won a championship with OKC, got over top of the Warriors. But the way it worked out, he ended up with two finals, two finals MVPs to add to his resume. I mean, it's, and he still got paid. No, a, he no, still he got paid it because you're challenge, you're you're chasing. You're not chasing championships. You're chasing your legacy. That's what you're chasing. But he still made still, his money, though, right? He still made his money. I mean, that's fine. But but he should be more beloved and respected than he is. He just should be. And so he got championships that people, fairly or not, discount as empty championships. Yeah. Even though he was MVP, yeah, 
people discount. And I think reasonable people can thinking. disagree on on yeah, how, no, no, how much they lot, count. But it, it is very yes. There's no question. You can argue they should count, but there is a substantial chunk of America that discounts those championships, Correct. fair or not. And so, I think he would be better off for the purposes of his legacy having one championship that does that no one would would think about cheapening than having two that people like yeah you know that's fine Steph did it Steph, not only that Steph kept doing it after he left he just won another one last year like I, I, you know I I I think if it, you're just talking about managing your legacy I think he mismanaged it sure he's got more money than I would ever dream of having and he's got championships I'm not saying it was some colossal mistake he's driven his career to a cliff he's still you know great he's still great I just think he could be more popular, more loved, and more respected, and should be, really, than he is. Okay. That's, that would be my argument. I, I agree. James Harden is unlikable uh, <laughs> and has been for a long time. The beard is appalling, and his, he, he's not fun to watch play. Well, to be fair, and, if you've seen him without a beard, it's not. He's not I mean, that's, that's probably right. He's, he's, it's no fun. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. ...to watch him play, and uh, he forced himself out of Houston by acting just abominably, right? Mm-hmm. Just being fat and going to strip joints. So, like, it's just, you know, you just like, and, and, and make it very obvious that you don't care. And, like, he just behaved abominably. Then he gets to, to Brooklyn, and he realizes what an S show it is. I guess that's to his credit, right? right. He's like, holy crap, this is no fun. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me get to Philadelphia. And, uh, and now he wants to be dealt again because he can't stand playing with Joel Embiid or something. I, uh, no, I got no use for him. And Kyrie's a kook. Kyrie's a kook. Yeah, Kyrie is absolutely insane. I, I, I have so, to say that. Very unlikable group of players, and um, – I'm kind of glad that it's all fallen apart. Now the question is, where do you want to guess? Where, where do you want to see him go? I would say James Harden is better suited of the two teams that have been out there, out front, Clippers and Knicks. I think Clippers would make the mo- more sense. You have two more years of team control with, uh, or one more year of team control than a player option with Kawhi and Paul George. I try to maximize it, I guess, while you can, and you only have a one-year rental here with, uh, with. Uh, James Harden, you're not you're not going to be able to extend him because he is an unrestricted free agent after uh, after next year. So I guess the, okay. the Clippers it make more sense. sense. Than the, and the Knicks, I thought were good, are a solid team. I don't know why you'd throw a bunch of assets back for James Harden for one year just to blow up what you had this year, where you were you you could have realistically you had an eight seed in the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. You could have potentially been an Eastern Conference Finals team. This year. Yeah, I think the argument for the Knicks would be, well, first of all, I would rather see him go to the Knicks just because I don't need the Clippers to get another good player, right? So, um, like, we can count on on Kawhi being injured or Paul George yes. being injured, and therefore, uh, if you're a Grizzlies fan, um, 
discounting the Clippers. But the truth of the matter is, if they're ever healthy, they really are a threat. And um, and adding James Harden, I think, would help them, right? So yes. I'm anti him going to the Clippers. I think for the, from the perspective of the Knicks, the reason you would do it is, sure, you had a surprisingly plucky year, right? Mm-hmm. But no one really, no one really takes you seriously as a as a real contender. Mm-hmm. Like no one really takes you seriously. And if you add James Harden, uh, maybe you're taking. Maybe you have a real. Uh, maybe you have a real shot. You're really? certainly improving you? your chances. Uh, yeah, you're improving your chances. But do you really? I mean, you're probably putting what R.J. Barrett in a package, and it would seem so. A few different guys, and for salary matching, that probably were were contributing players for one year of James Harden, and not knowing if he's going to stay long term. And then you have to worry about him alongside Jalen Brunson. I just feel like there's a lot of drawbacks to the Knicks going and doing it, considering they were good. They were a good team last year, a good team. But is this is, this is New York we're talking about, man? Yeah, is good good enough? Is that, it is it is? Let's be honest. I was going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's better than what it Knicks what it fans, has been. Knicks fans really enjoyed last year. That's yes, the thing. Yeah. they did because they've been so crappy for so long that they actually did really enjoy last year. So maybe good is good enough. Um, you know, I think the argument would be is there's a real feeling on how good they are um, without James Harden. But um, it certainly is a nice warm-up for tomorrow at this time yep. when we'll be uh, knee-deep in this stuff. Do you think the Grizzlies get anything done tomorrow, or do you think they're going to sort of let it linger? I would imagine I would imagine this would, they'll let it linger. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's – the problem with the Grizzlies situation right now is I just I don't think there's like an obvious answer that you that you would have done by tomorrow, right? Right. Like the real that, problem with the Grizzlies situation now is talking about it from an entertainment perspective. And let's be honest, it's a pretty thin gruel right now in yeah. terms of what's happening in the world of sports. They did their thing, <laughs> so normally, <laughs> uh, like I'm all for the Marcus Smart trade, but yeah. normally. We would have had the fun of the uh, draft night, and that was kind of gutted because we had the Marcus Smart trade because now there was no first round, like whatever. That, that was draft night wasn't – they kind of ruined that just from, purely from entertainment yep. perspective. And now because they did their thing already, doesn't feel like we're, we get the second wave of fun around free agency, and I don't think anyone is particularly anticipating that anything much is going to happen anything particularly notable anyway yeah. uh, for the Grizzlies in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan Brooks, Rockets, Mark Stein reporting two years, 28 yep. to $32 million. Sizable contract, very sizable contract. Do you, do you think he helps drastically um, the Rockets, him and Fred Van Vliet ultimately is what, it, what it's looking like? I mean, they'll be better with those two players. Of course, First of all, I no think doubt. It is, it, it's no certainly doubt. notable that uh, for those who thought that that, and we've pointed this out a million times, for those who thought that that you know uh, Dylan would be playing in Shanghai or something, uh, it, 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 he was always more valuable than 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 some of his detractors in Memphis led on. And the truth of the matter is, it's kind of shocking. If two years, twenty eight, it doesn't appear. That he, the year that he had, or at least the end of the year that he had, that was the real problem, how he shot in the playoffs and how he comported himself in the playoffs. doesn't appear like it really blew a huge hole in his value at all. You know, he, it, Mark Stein is reporting a two-year deal, and so he'll have a chance to go and to some extent rehabilitate his reputation. Um, and so Fred Van Vliet, 
and Dylan would certainly improve the team along with Ime Adoka, who's like, all right, let, let's be grownups now. We've, yep. we've, 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 you know, we've run this ridiculous team for the way we have for the last couple of years. Let's try to be grownups. The question is, is that really, is this the moment? Like, are you really trying to spend all that money to get to 35 wins? Right. Like what exactly is the point of that? Is it just, we're sick of being putrid and we want to get to 35 wins. Well, I think with Fred Van Lee and, and, uh, and, and Dylan Brooks, they could, they could get north of 30 wins. So it will, I think it'll help that team unquestionably. But does it make but, sense? This is probably the better will, question. Yeah. I'm not sure it makes sense. And I don't think it certainly doesn't make up, make, make them a playoff team or anything like that. Uh, Dark horse playing, right? Dark horse playing team. I suppose, but I bet against it. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it depends on whatever. How, you know, who knows what else is going to happen across the league? But right now, if you were going to to rattle off all your teams, um, I don't think I don't think you would include them even as a playing team mm-hmm. um, with Van Fleet and with with Dylan. Yeah, I, I, Dylan's. But your point about Dylan's value is so I, I knew it the entire time. Most reasonable people. Knew it the entire time. If he ends up with sixteen million dollars a year, the the whole vet minimum Shanghai Sharks conversation is absolutely it's positively like, ridiculous. Watching a guy miss jump shots is so painful, right? That <laughs> it, folks, that yeah, fans grow to hate that player. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? And it's just an emotional response. If you watch a guy take jumpers and miss them enough, and then continue to take them it almost becomes an irrational hatred of that player. And, um, and it over, and it can uh, obscure a lot of the other things that the player is doing well. And then obviously it, for all kinds of other reasons, it blew up on Dylan at the end, but um, yeah, um, it, it's, he, he, Dylan Brooks is a good, credible NBA player. He's a very good defender. People forget he was all NBA. He was all NBA yep. defense this year for the first time in his career. Like people are like, it's the worst year. Well, yeah, no, it was not great. He did not shoot well, but he was, was he second team, second team, all defense. Second team. I think. Yep. He was yeah. first like, time I mean, in his career. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's not a disastrous year at a time when everyone needs stoppers. So, um, so yeah, he'll help. He'll help, absolutely. Now, last thing for you, um, I know you mentioned it's a it's sort of a thin sports time, but this is like a what is it like a three week period that we get we we sort of dive into the MLB at least a little bit. I don't know how much you do, but they're taking advantage of their their little moment in the sun. Domingo Herman, perfect game. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz hits for the cycle. Shohei, what he Shohei did the is, other night, Shohei good is, God. Shohei is, being, Shohei is being ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean the, yeah, the London series that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I they are taking they are taking it's, advantage of their moment. The sun. Ah, the cards less so. Cards I, are not right now. Taking advantage of the moment. The yeah, no, I, uh, you didn't have to remind me. But I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I we we asked the question yesterday, um, and I'll, I'll say in your lifetime as well. What Shohei did the other night is that one? Of, is that the most impressive performance in just a singular game that you've it's seen in your lifetime? Weird that we sort of take it for granted now, right? Right. Struck out ten two home runs, yeah. and, and got <laughs> hurt. And the thing is, they they pulled him out pitching. He was hurt, and he hit another bomb. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I I may I saw someone arguing that he's the greatest player ever. Not necessarily that he will you know have the greatest career ever or anything else, but just in terms of what he is doing, 
this is nuts. Like, this is totally nuts. This would not be really – how much different would this be than if Patrick Mahomes, you know, got out there and uh, threw a couple of touchdown passes – and then he started playing lockdown corner, you know. <laughs> and it, it, it wouldn't be it that came much off different. The, it came it really off wouldn't. the edge and had twenty-two and a half sacks in a it, year. Yeah. yeah, it came off the edge and had twenty-two and a half sacks. Yeah, he's like, uh, it's, it's. You're like, no, people don't do that anymore. You pick one or the other. You're, you're Patrick Mahomes quarterback. You're not Patrick Mahomes flying off the edge. And by the way, this isn't even like Charles Woodson gimmicky, like uh, you know, sort of work you in to have an offensive play here and there and be a and return kicks. This is full time. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. And I, I saw it. The, so PFF, if you if you know me, I, I have a uh, a sworn. I, they're my sworn enemy. Pro football yeah. focus. You're not a believer. Um, but fake stats. You but they put stats. out. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not gonna say fake stats, but some of their grades are ridiculous, and they they overrate players, and players get to use those in uh, contract negotiations. They but that's beside the point. Yeah. They put out a tweet the other day, and they asked, "Who is the NFL version of Shohei Otani?" And all I could think is, what a silly freaking question. What a silly question. No one. No, there's, you can't, you can't no, compare. No, what, you what, cannot what, what, compare Shohei Otani to really anybody in any other sport. Let's be honest. You just can't. Um, like, there's no yeah. one that versatile in any sport that we, that we consume. I'm it, sorry. It, it is. I mean, there's certainly no NFL there's Definitely no NFL that. equivalent. Um, has, has there been anyone who's even a college football equivalent? Um, I mean, Miles Jack maybe for UCLA, but that's, I mean, that was, that was kind of gimmicky, right? Eric Weddle way back in the day for Utah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but that Maybe. again, those were those were gimmicky, and that's it. That's not at that's the professional level, right? Yeah, it didn't. Right. It's, it's a totally different deal. Yeah. Um. I. I, I yeah. yeah. And I do wonder if Shohei Otani had grown up in the United States, would he not be have been allowed to do this? What do you mean? Well, would, would they would have made him focus would, would on one or the other? Do one or the other? Yeah, right. probably. Like that's what we do. Yeah, probably. Probably. Now, where are you headed off to? I haven't even asked you. Uh, we have a cottage on a lake in northern Michigan, okay. which, where, where my 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 uh, grandfather built it in the 1930s. It's awesome. And uh, and so I go there every summer. And uh, right now, though, there's I haven't checked today, but right now there's another one of these like smoke from the Canadian fires. Yeah. Um, like yesterday, the air quality in Detroit was the worst in any city in the world, evidently, because of the smoke from Canadian fires. Yeah. So but yeah, and, and it and 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 I just go hang out at the lake for ten days and see my I've got eight siblings and they will all be there. Okay. Um and uh and it's pretty damn rustic really. It's a pretty rustic experience and I look forward to doing it. I've done it I've been every year of my life except for the year my eldest son was born, like August fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you're just starting, you'll if you ever have kids, you'll figure this out. But when you're when you're when the kid's about to come, you're too nervous to travel. Like mm-hmm. you're you're not like gonna. Even by my third kid, I wouldn't. I we still would have gone. But and then once they arrive, you're too nervous to travel. So that year, I did not go. But every other summer, um, I have I have been to uh, Northern Michigan. 
And, I mean, the turrets are still here, the gun turrets, the dogs, the dogs, you know, whatever, the yeah. full alarm, yeah. the Colombian warlords we have here. <laughs> yes. And so, but, uh, so, uh, but, but I will not be here because uh, I will be in northern Michigan. Well, have fun, and hopefully the, the smoke stays away. All right, see you, Gabe. Right. See you, Jeff. Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. Uh, Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11. And go follow all of his work, dailymemphian.com. He's a columnist there. Now, Oxbow is a family-owned and operated retail store that has been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. They have new arrivals. They have Memphis-themed gifts and tees. Connor and I got our hands on some of the Hush Y'all gear. They have Hush Y'all hats. They have Hush Y'all shirts. They have Hush Y'all polos. Make sure you go take advantage of that while you can. Hush Y'all is an ode to our PGA Tour stop here in Memphis. You're not going to find it anywhere else, so get into that store off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station to go check out that Hush Y'all gear they have. But also, they have some of the best vintage tees in in, in Memphis. When, when, you, when you're talking about Grizzlies, Tigers, take advantage of that. They also have vintage vinyl for music lovers, sports memorabilia for diehard fans. They have hunting and outdoor gear for the adventurous souls. Get off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station and get to that two-story beautiful storefront that they make you at home in. Uh, you can pet Earl the dog on the head, but all of the staff, friendly, caring, and they will point you in the right direction. Whether you're searching for that perfect outfit, uh, unique gifts in general, that vinyl, uh, sports memorabilia, they will handle you. Um, but they also have your SEC favorites. If you go in there, they'll have it in the Genteel, the Free Fly, the whole nine yards. But they have the Alabama, uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, whatever your flavor is of the SEC, they have it in there as well. But get that Genteel apparel, very breathable, good on the golf course, as well as that free fly. But they also have Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Mizzen, and Maine. Those are their top summer brands. Again, off Poplar, on June Road, behind the Amico Station. And if you want to go online and take advantage of a 20% discount, this is what I'm going to do for you. Go to shopoxbow.com, and when you go to check out, type in my promo code, The Gabe Show. All one word, all capitalized, The Gabe Show, G-A-B-E, The Gabe Show. When you go to check out on shopoxbow.com and you'll get 20% off. Shop local, shop Oxbow. Now we have a little bit of NFL news, um, and it relates to the, the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes to a certain extent. Patriots, of course, is one of the visits he took, uh, as well as the Titans. But the Patriots made a move yesterday for a wide receiver that was on their roster already, signed him to a pretty substantial deal does that preclude them from going after DeAndre Hopkins? I'll discuss next. I'll let you know the answer right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, something worth mentioning that I forgot to sort of tease at the beginning of the show. When we get into small talk, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn today. We have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny coming out tonight. and I, It's the premiere, and I know that uh, Connor will be there. I'll be there. Yeah, he'll be there. So we're going to do our top five Harrison Ford movies. As we get into small, a lot talk. of pressure. It's a, a lot, a of, lot pressure. of pressure. I know you're going to have a well thought out list. Mine is less well thought out. I have a. Uh, I, I showed I you, you the amount of movies I have written down. I have. I have my five. <laughs> and then you have like all of the other ones for honorable mention. Correct. Yeah. And and by the way, I I don't care if you do Star Wars as one, as one 
sort of. I, I, but you're, you're not going to go I that gave direction. myself rules. Um, I did one <laughs> you Indiana Jones. put restrictions on yourself. I have one Indiana Jones, one Star Wars, and I, and I had to pick this specific movie because if we were going to let any amount be on there, it would have just been the whole list. It would have been those two movies. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we'll get to that in, in just a little bit. Um, but yesterday was an interesting day in the NFL just for the fact that DeAndre Hopkins, there's only really been four suitors that have, that have come to light. The Panthers, the Browns, uh, and he's visited with the Patriots and the Titans. Patriots yesterday signed Devontae Parker long-term. He was on their team. You know, he, he, he played last year for them, 539 yards, three TDs, nothing to really write home about, but he got a three-year, $33 million contract, $14 million guaranteed. And I find that tricky. Considering, uh, you know, they need to help out Mac Jones, get him some targets um, to see if they really have what they want going into the future with him. But it doesn't make sense necessarily to pay Devontae Parker all that money if you think you have a chance at, at DeAndre Hopkins. Now, the original thought was this is going to preclude them completely. There, there's no way that DeAndre Hopkins, uh, there's going to be a bunch of leftover money to go give DeAndre Hopkins. But according to Ian Rappaport, it's still completely open. Uh, he says not so fast that the pa- Patriots feel pretty confident about their ability to still land DeAndre Hopkins. And what that would tell me is DeAndre Hopkins' market, with respect to who he is as a player, he's unbelievable when he's on the field, but he hasn't played a lot the last two years. I'd imagine whoever signing him is going short-term and not a whole lot of money. I mean, we're talking a one- or two-year contract, not a whole lot of money. If, if the P- Patriots really think they can still fork up the bill for another receiver uh, like DeAndre Hopkins, they must think that they're not going to pay a premium for him. So we'll see. And, and, again, this all goes back to the thought process of, of DeAndre Hopkins. Does he want to win a championship? Does he want to get paid? I, I don't think anybody has the reasonable answer right now. Um, but I thought this, this would be a lot more competitive. Ultimately, for Hopkins, for Hopkins, yeah. and it just doesn't seem like the markets is as heavy as I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I think that you kind of nailed it. They just, you know, a lot of teams already have their wide receiver core kind of in in place right now. Right. So a guy like him, it would be, it would have to be a an odd fit kind of everywhere he would go, except for the Panthers, I guess. Or like, what do you think? It's, I, I mean, I, I listen. I think it's an odd fit across the across the board. The only one that makes sense to me ultimately that would put them over the top and really give them a chance to compete uh, in, in the playoffs and everything else is the Browns. They're the only one that's come up, and oh, he's yeah, already got some familiarity with Deshaun Watson. But when we're talking about the, the Titans, for multiple reasons, that doesn't make sense to me. right? Like You have, you have guys in the, the new front office guy, uh, GM, Rand Carthon. He's not desperate. Neither is Mike Vrabel. They're not, their job's not up in the air, so they don't really need to go make a move right this second. They're trying to rebuild. They're going to see what they have in their quarterbacks and Will Levis, Malik Willis, whatever it is. Um, and they don't really have a quarterback situation all ironed out, so to bring in DeAndre Hopkins and, and put that investment in him doesn't make sense. Um, the Panthers, you have a rookie quarterback. I, I think that that rookie quarterback and Bryce Young's going to have good numbers, and I think that the fit is reasonable to put DeAndre Hopkins as the number one, Adam Thielen as the number two in Carolina. But ultimately, you're not winning a whole bunch of games there. Um, The Patriots, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, you have Devontae Parker. um, You have guys that that could potentially take targets away from you. And I don't think in the AFC East they're going to be competing for any championships this year, any Super Bowls. Now, Bill Belichick could come up and surprise me. The only one that ultimately makes sense of the suitors is the Browns. 
because I think even with Amari Cooper being the certifiable number one, you take a little bit of pressure off DeAndre Hopkins, and that puts that offense into a different stratosphere going into next year, and they could really compete in the AFC North. But this, this, is, this is strange. This is strange. I understand he's going on 30. I understand he's dealt with injuries the past two years, but the talent is still there. And it just doesn't feel like the market is matching the talent, if that makes sense. Because as much as, as much as Ian Rappaport's going to report on the Devontae Parker signing long-term, not affecting the DeAndre Hopkins to Patriots possibilities, I think it does affect that. I absolutely think it does. So we'll see. We'll see ultimately. Now let's go ahead and get a quick break because we have small talk coming up. We're going to go in a different direction. We have Indiana Jones coming out tonight. It is the first night that you can go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Harrison Ford, 80 years young. So what we're going to do on the other side, and you can send in your list at G underscore Coon 71. Go to 92.9 ESPN, C Dunning 92.9. Send in your top five Harrison Ford movies. We'll do ours on the other side right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Boom City Fireworks. Boom City Fireworks has the Mid-South's largest fireworks selection located on 3rd Street South. And get well at State Line Road, open daily 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Get over to Boom City Fireworks. Before we get into our uh, Harrison Ford lists... Who the hell is a, uh, amateur NBA analyst dropping dimes 20 is where the ad is on Twitter. He's getting everything correct. Was. No, no pro was <laughs> until, until Twitter shut him down. Got banned. Is that Woes on a, is that a Woes burner? Yeah. Bur- is that like a Kyrie burner maybe? He, he disappeared. That's interesting. It, it, it got shut down completely. You don't mess with Woj. I guess, I guess not. I guess not. Now, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is coming out. Tonight is the first day you can watch it. So, Harrison Ford at 80 years young, I think it's only fair that we go through our top fives. And you know what? I'm going to start because I know Connor has a way. He's well more thought out. He's, he's a resident cinephile. I always talk about that. But let me go ahead and give my top five. Five, I'm going to go Air Force One. James Marshall having to tear through on Air Force One and deal with those Russian. Uh, Do you want to alternate? Russian terrorists. We, we can alternate, I guess so. Five's Air Force One for me. Okay. Air the Force President One. of the United States having to go kick ass. I watched Air Force Same, One though. last night. I forgot how many people die in that movie. Yes. The body count is unbelievable. It's- Harrison Ford rocks as the president. The movie makes zero sense logically. It's one of the most None. ridiculous movies it's, of all time. It is, it is. But it absolutely rips. Yeah, of course. And it was, yes. it was number six on my list yes. is what I will say. Okay. It was number six, so it did not make the top five. My number five is Blade Runner. It's, it's okay. Blade Runner. It is the noir film that was made that changed the way sci-fi movies were made. I know it hasn't aged great. Some people say that it can be slow. It can be a little bit boring now. I don't necessarily disagree with those people, but I think the heights of this movie and what it meant to film, to his career, just to sci-fi in general, it really helped change everything. And the fact that he had another iconic sci-fi role after Han Solo, who we'll get to in a moment, is pretty remarkable. So I got... I have Blade Runner there. I have Blade Runner 2049 in my honorable mention. I don't think he's in the movie enough. It's yep. Ryan Gosling's movie. I couldn't. Hey, but, 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 you know, like, 
he doesn't have to be the star in these movies. He doesn't. You can, you can, but but he is an old mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sort of goes with the territory. So, number five is Blade Runner for me. Number four for me. I just I, this is kind of a cop out. I went Star Wars. Just literally. Which one? Star All of them? Wars. Just across Star the board. Wars. Across the board. Across okay. the board. Although I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, I'll put Star Wars on there. All right. Let me pitch the pitch this movie to you for my number four. All right. Harrison Ford is in a train station. <laughs> a little kid is in a train station, witnesses a murder. Yes. Kid has to hide out in Amish country. Harrison Ford is sent to protect him. Harrison Ford in Amish con- country with a murder mystery going down. Are you in? Of course I'm in. Yeah, I'm super Hell in too. Yes. Witness is my number four. Witness rocks. Witness absolutely rips. It's just Harrison Ford in, in Amish country for two hours. There's a great love story going on. Peter Weir absolutely crushes the direction. One of the most lovely... I think scenes ever created was when he's helping them build like their barn and things like that. Highly recommend Witness. Honestly, might be my watch tonight after I get out of Indiana Jones watch, and the Dial of Destiny. How can you watch that many back-to-back movies? That's so here's stuff. here's what I tell people: everybody that watches TV shows, I just watch movies. I don't watch many <laughs> shows. Like I watch the prestige shows, like the big ones. I just, but I don't like. Like, I'm not watching any of the Marvel shows right now, for instance. I go to movies when I have a chance to. So Witness is my number four. We're going to go Peruvian here. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is number three for me. Where are you at? Gabe, that's the Indiana Jones movie you chose? Yes, that's the one. (sighs) I could have just gone all together. Okay. All right. Hey. It's better than people give it credit for. Well, I'll number that. one, you're going to be disappointed with my pick. It's the one I've watched most recently. Okay, hold on. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. All right. The Fugitive is my number three. The Fugitive absolutely rips, Gabe. And it's that's amazing. That's my number two. It's that's amazing. My number. The Fugitive is number two. Tommy Lee Jones comes in there, whips it out, yes. and smacks everybody in the face with it. And you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about when I say that. He is unbelievable in the movie. But, Harrison Ford is incredible. The fact that they just filmed some stuff and not knowing how it was going to work. They didn't think this movie was going to be a hit. They, really? they, they filmed it thinking it was going to be a B movie, and it turned out that the performance from Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, he either won an Oscar or was not. He was definitely nominated. I can't remember if he won it, but being he was nominated for an Oscar. You got Joey Pants running around. He's incredible <laughs> in the movie. Harrison Ford is throwing 1,000 miles per hour. He's trying to find a one-armed man who killed his wife, and yes, he is accused yes. of the murder, and now is on yes. the run. That's all you it's need great. to know. He jumps off a dam. There's a train wreck. Give me The Fugitive number three. It's number two for me. It's, it's incredible. Number two. It's incredible. Okay, my number two. You got to have it in the end of Jones right here. Empire. Empire okay. Strikes Back. This is where okay. I am putting my Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back. Of course, it's the one that has the famous line, maybe the most famous line from Star Wars, the I love you, I know. Harrison Ford, Han Solo, perfect. His chemistry with Carrie Fisher, off the charts. He is the reason, you know, without Harrison Ford in those movies, those movies are not what they are. He is so important to the stories. He's in Return of the Jedi, not as much. One, he takes a little bit too long to show up in. We could have used a little Harrison Ford early, I think, in A New Hope. Still tremendous, still tremendous. Force Awakens, not bad. I thought about maybe, you know... Sliding that in here, maybe a number five, but it's an honorable mention. Empire Strikes Back's my number two. All right, now number one, you're gonna. This is gonna be like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for you. You're gonna judge me, but you know what? It's fine, Connor. I'm I don't not, judge I'm people. Not, yes, I you, you already did. Keep you already you, you, judgmental face. I took a beat. I took a beat. I'm allowed yes. to do that. Number one for me. Most recently watched Harrison Ford film. Forty-two. I'm sorry. I had to go forty-two here. I went 42. You're a sports guy. I can accept yeah, it. I went sports. I went sports at I number one. I can accept one. it. Again, um, 
but him as Branch Rickey, uh, fantastic. The guy who made it all happen. For I mean, it's 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 a great movie. Um, probably not like if if I'm if I'm getting a if I was a critic, I would not pick Forty Two Number One. But for me, sports guy, enjoy the movie, enjoy the story, rock on. I can accept that, Gabe. I can okay. accept that. Forty Two is a very good movie. Better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. At three. Definitely better than, okay. than Kingdom of the Crystal right. Crystal Skull. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. He's incredible in it as Jackie Robinson. Harrison Ford has a really good performance. Speaking of Harrison Ford, he's in the new show Shrinking. Brett okay. Goldstein, hey, yes, the Ted, yes. one of the Ted Lasso writers, uh, helped create that show. Go check that out on Apple TV. Your, Very your good. pops has a signed soccer. He does. He does. Signed soccer ball. Member. Before I get to my number one, I'm going to rip through some honorable mentions. Of course, Air Force One, Clear and Present Danger, really fun movie. Super stupid again. Uh, a lot many, of people died. How many died. honorable mentions do you have? A lot. All, all said. Not too many. Not too yeah. many. Blade Runner 2049, gorgeous movie. Denny throwing heat. Ryan Gosling's amazing. Check that out. Presumed Innocent. Watch that last night for the first time. Holy crap. So good. <laughs> Super into the genre of Rock Harrison on. Ford is accused of murdering somebody, and he has to tell people and has to figure out how he didn't do it. Great movie. <laughs> Working Girl, side character in that movie. Okay. Very funny. More of a comedy role. The Conversation in Apocalypse Now and American Graffiti. I'm putting all three of these movies together because these were early in his career. They were side characters. He's not in the movie a ton, but he is very important to each movie. Um, let me ask you this. Before you go see The Dial of Destiny tonight, where do you expect it to rank among your top five? What's your expectation going into tonight? It'll be the fourth. Okay. It'll be the fourth best one. Okay. It's going to be the fourth best okay. one. What Lies Beneath, also an honorable mention. First time Harrison Ford's really a bad guy in a movie. It's great. But my number one, it's obvious, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There I think it's go. a perfect action movie. I think it is the perfect action movie. Harrison Ford, when I think of him, I think of him as Indiana Jones. It's got the theme song. It has George Lucas. It has Steven Spielberg. It has everything going for it. It's a perfect combination of everything going on. It's a perfect movie. It actually changed the way the movies were made. Every 10 to 15 minutes, there's an action set piece for a reason. It's to keep the audience engaged. It's incredible. It's a perfect movie. Go watch Indiana Jones. So what's your plan tonight? 7 p.m.? 7.10. Okay, 7.10. 7.10. I'm going, have fun, brother. I'm driving very fast from this station to Malco. <laughs> have, have fun, my brother. But we have one more hour left in the Gabe Coon Show. Send in those lists. G, G underscore Coon 71, C Dunning 929. Um, but in the meantime, we do have the Blitz at 630. We're going to have the Rewind at 650 coming up next. We have some Grizzlies free agency to talk about and free agency as a whole with the Michael Cole from the CA right here on 929 FMES. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 